0: Cloudcast Media.
1: Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly, proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day out there, veterans and families, and welcome to Your Next Mission, a new program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack Dilley, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and your host. We have a very special show for you today. We're gonna to focus on a, uh, what, a, what, we as a, what we can do as a community to help those who are affected by war and the, and the tragic events of 9-11. Now, before we get started, I wanna thank our presenting sponsors, Calvert Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and I certainly love them. As I mentioned, today's theme is about giving back to those who have been affected by war and the tragic events of 9-11, and and I'm honored to introduce two Army veterans, uh, Fatima and Jason, whose stories and dedication to help our uh, uh, Afghan allies and veterans and first responders are are making a major difference in their lives. Welcome, Fatima and, and Jason. So good to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Sergeant Major.
2: Thank you so much, Sergeant Major, for having us. Well,
1: don't clam up now. Don't be quiet on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's I, I, wonderful to be here. It's, uh, it, you know, this is the really what we want is for folks to be able to recognize that there are a lot of people in need, a lot of people suffering, and um, and there are people that we we think are veterans like us. You know, we served alongside of our interpreters. We served alongside of the the Afghan uh, National Army, and especially for us in SOF, the, the commandos that we went out with mission after mission. And, and so we view them as our, our brothers and sisters in arms, and uh, and for them to be suffering without any awareness is, is certainly a sad state for us.
1: You, you know, I, I know the audience out there is really eager to hear uh, all the stuff you're doing to make a difference in the lives of so many, but before we do that, uh, I'd like each one of you to tell the audience a little bit about you, and uh, we're going to start with Fatima. Tell the audience about Fatima.
2: Uh, well, my name is Fatima Jigori. <laughs> um, I am an Afghan refugee. I am a, a result of what happens when uh, you help Afghans that you work with. Uh, I was born in Afghanistan. Uh, my family moved. Well, my mom had to actually middle of the night move uh, her tiny kids from the border um, in the back of a truck and kind of going through Taliban checkpoints. I'm sure the same that a lot of families are having to go through right now. And she went into Pakistan seeking refuge, the same thing that a lot of people are having to go through right now. Um, We were fortunate enough to have uh, a few people stand up for uh, what my father did. Um, And through that, it turned into us being able to uh, have the privilege of, being able to come into the United States as refugees. When I was 18, I really wanted to join the military. I wanted to join the Marine Corps first, but I was deterred. So I joined the Army, and I loved it. Said um, and so you, you
1: you wanted to come in the Army. Don't say you want to go in the Marine Corps.
2: Go ahead, go ahead. But that's okay. I have. Well, I mean, I I love the Army. I love the Marine Corps too. I love all, the entire of the military. So, so everybody's amazing, right? Um, everybody has their part, you but. Yeah, a lot of the majority of my high school guys, they all join the Marine Corps and they're all dudes. And the, the only person I was like, yeah, hey guys, I want to do it too, but should I go there? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we went a different way. Um, I deployed with First ID with uh, Sergeant Major Nolan, who has been just the most amazing person and the most motivating person throughout the entirety of me being under him since I was 18 and now I'm 32. So every year, every month, at least I hear from him. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. No, like that, to- that's perfect. <laughs> that's
1: that's, not- that's Jason, you want to tell uh, uh, us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, uh, my father
0: was in the Marine Corps and, uh, and so I had to chart a little bit different path. I actually started off in the Navy. I thought that I wanted to be a, uh, a Naval surgeon and I wanted to get, uh, my sea legs under me before I went to med school and then uh, 9-11 happened and I realized that, uh, that being a surgeon was great, but being out there surgically removing uh, the enemies of our great nation was a little bit more my calling. Yeah. Um, I was a uh, boat guy for a little while, was a Mark V deck commander and deployed to the Persian Gulf and did some of the um, uh, interdiction operations in the Gulf there uh, back in 2003-04 time frame. Uh, then I came back and uh, I went to selection to be a, a Green Beret. I, I was still in the Navy when I went, which was kind of a funny thing for the uh, for the NCOs seeing me inside of the, the flock of all those uh, young army studs. But um, I got selected, uh, was a first group guy, uh, did some time there at uh, Special Warfare Center and school uh, teaching uh, and then went uh, third special forces group deployed to um uh, Philippines, Afghanistan, uh, several places with special forces.
1: Yeah, I've got a lot of friends that were special forces. In fact, I got some, some. I guess I don't. Know, we still talk about, but some Delta guys and all this other stuff for years. I've known most of them. Told me if uh, if I ever seen them, uh, don't take my picture. Don't do anything. So they want to. They did not want to talk about them. So that, that that's a that's a a very select group of people that do so much, uh, especially the army guys and, and all of them. You know, not just Army, but the, especially the special operators do that we really never talk about uh, the things they do. And I uh, just because of my job in the Army, I, I know the kind of things they they did. In fact, uh, I got to tell you a quick story. I had a, I used to see all the awards when they come into the Pentagon and they brought me award in. And when they bring the special operators awards in, they always have them in a little briefcase and they brought it in. They said, hey, Sergeant Major, you have to review this and sign off on it. And I said, uh, just tell me what it is. And it had been a, a, a sergeant first class that had killed uh, uh, five people and and uh, really killed six. He killed five and then the last one he killed with his hands. And they put him in for a they put him in for a, a silver star. And so uh, uh, they, they anyway they told me about it and they said to, you know sergeant May, do you want to read the pack? And I said geez after you told me that no so I just signed off and I, and he got a silver star. But but we uh, but we never tell people about those kind of things. And uh, I think it's just so important what you guys are doing. We're going to get into that in just a few seconds. But what you guys are doing—not just—not just for the Afghani allies, but also for our veterans and and you know and our first responders and stuff. God bless you for what you guys are doing. Fatima, your background not only as an Afghan refugee but also as an an American soldier, so bless you for coming in the army. I, I know you wanted to go the other way, but you really, you, you know, you're up close and personal with a lot of issues of the Afghan allies still in country, you know, the things they face now. Uh, can you elaborate on that a bit and tell us a little bit more about uh, how you're working with others to address those issues?
2: Um, so if our whole journey as August has changed, right? August has definitely changed everyone's life. I know Jason can definitely attest to that. Um, the amount of, I just kind of started getting involved with various organizations, um, trying to see how I can get some sort of resources going. Uh, but I'm with uh, I'm with Shana Bushana, so this is a shoulder to shoulder kind of. Give me a minute. I'm gonna kind of gather my thoughts because I have a story that I really want to tell you, and I don't want to lose my. Emotional no, that's okay. Go ahead. Take time right now. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> So I, I am an Afghan refugee and I do have family members that uh, fem- female family members that have joined the NDS, the ANA. Our journalists are on the ground right now waiting to waiting to get some sort of help because they're terrified. They are being hunted. Um, one of the NDS girls that I am working with right now, I'm trying to get some sort of a safe house for her. And she's like, hey, yesterday she was supposed to go to another person's house and <clears throat> the per- as she's turning the corner, she said they blocked everything. And she's like, I barely got uh, I barely left in the middle of the night. They're going out and picking up people. Um, We know, obviously, the atrocities that are being committed uh, against those people. So this does have a really deep place in my heart, because these are women that I that I have motivated, that I told them, hey, do this better yourself, better your country. So, hmm.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, the people that are listening, there's maybe a few people that don't know much about Afghanistan, but if you've ever been to Afghanistan, you see the kind of, uh, kind of things that go on, uh, each and every day. And, and, uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough for those, uh, the people in Afghanistan, the way they live and the way they're being treated now. So I fully understand that. And I just, uh, I just, God bless you for, uh, what you're doing. I know it's hard to get through that stuff. I mean, you know, coming out of Vietnam, I I was overran twenty wounded and seven killed. And there's certain things that I still talk about that that I cry. And there's nothing wrong about that. It's it's your story that you gotta that you gotta tell people. So that that's okay. You want to say anything else? I mean, you're, anything else you want to add to that?
2: Um. Well, the two organizations that we are trying to uh, talk about is Shana Bashana and Spartan Sword, and they're both. Um, really just amazing groups of people that are all volunteer. Uh, they're all veteran ran and this is their next mission. And this is exactly why we're here. This is our next mission is to help our allies. Um, Shana Bashana is here to uh, help integrate the, uh, that our Afghan allies, whereas Spartan Sword is here to also help with the veteran uh, mental health issues and also the first responders issues because this is a, 20 years is a long time Twenty years is a long time to be embedded into a country. Twenty years is a long time for us have to endure all this trauma, as Americans, as Afghans, as people in general. The entirety of the world. This is, this is affecting the entirety of the world. This is a humanitarian crisis that's happening, and I think the reality of it is, uh, just because you turn the TV off doesn't mean it's going to go away anymore. It's not that um, the moment you turn on your open your phone the social media is going it's going to put it in everyone's face so it's better that we try to handle it now and we try to take care of things now and we take the extra initiative we take the step before we are having to deal with mass amounts of veteran suicide that is going to be a result of this this extraction has broken a lot of people it broke me absolutely first two weeks i was crying yeah oh my goodness and just absolutely distraught um Mm -hmm. I lost all faith. I lost all hope. I didn't know what to do. But then the veteran community is just begging to help each other. And we just need to reach out. And that's um, another thing that I'll let Jason talk about is uh, how we're trying to connect veterans to uh, like, reach out to these uh, fa- Afghan families that are coming out. Because um, like you said in our earlier conversation, our Major, there's only certain people that can um understand our journey in our life and yeah. our pain,
1: yeah. It's uh, and, and I told you before, it's not like TV. Uh, you can't just what you just said, you can't turn it off, and when you turn it on, it doesn't go away, and you can't, you know, get another crew and make another movie or something like that. War stage with you forever. Um, uh, I, I, I hope I didn't say it before, but. Uh, you know, half my unit was killed in Vietnam, and there's things today that I talk about that is just so difficult to to, to get to get through, and and I cry again. I cry. I told you that a minute ago, but uh, there's nothing wrong with crying. It's it's that's a healing process for for people like you and also for people like me. Hey, Jason, I'm going to ask you a few questions. As a veteran, you see firsthand how we can we're affected, uh, someone in the most drastic ways. And the same can be said by first responders. So uh, can you address what we are, uh, you and others, are doing to help our veterans and first responders deal with those tragic events?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just tell you, uh, when when I got out, I've had um, some of my own issues and and, I wanted to distance myself, frankly, a little bit from the military and and kind of carve out a niche helping young people. My wife and I have got a a nonprofit that... um, uh, we've been trying to put together just to help kids in foster care and, and sort of break that cycle in advance. And, and so it's like a pre first responder type of uh, event there. Um, but, but this came up and you talked about your next mission. Sometimes you don't get to pick your next mission. No. I think that we learned that in the military and and uh, I believe in in providence and not coincidence. And the Lord set me on this path and put me in contact with Shane and Fatima. And um, we've been we've been responding in this way. But I, I think to answer your question specifically, um, you know, everybody that goes out and and tries to make a difference and tries to help in the world is obviously going to be encountering hardship yeah. right they're going to be encountering their own hardship the hardship of others and that's something that's difficult to grasp right so man's inhumanity to demand is everywhere whether that's in in chicago on the streets or whether that's in afghanistan or whether that's um in, in a community uh, a, a small community in, in in really any place in the world um and so I think that those of us that are trying to make the difference are always going to be met with that hardship. And I think that uh, the important thing, and, and, and I think our country has changed a little bit recently, um, with fewer folks really connecting together. The, the you know the Kiwanis clubs and the Moose Club and, and these things that we used to VFW really be a part of our lives are, are less a part of that unless you're unless you're a veteran, unless you're a first responder and unless you're part of those organizations um, that help us have those shared experiences and blend them into community. That's really, I think what enabled those folks from the greatest generation um, to, to bond and to get through their PTSD and uh, quite frankly, I'm sure you experienced this. My father experienced this. That was the alienation that plagued um, the vets from Vietnam that didn't get that that welcome home when they came. Yeah. Um, that we need so much, uh, you know, first responders and, and military especially. We need that community. And so I think that this is an opportunity for us to show that community to other folks that have got those shared experiences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that. Uh, uh, you know, I talk to people about, you know, there's 22 veterans, I guess, a day. Uh, I think I got the number correct. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And and sometimes I think if, if we just had uh, shoulder to shoulder, somebody talking to them about those kind of things that uh, nobody else understands, you know, tell them what's going on. Tell them uh, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Some people just don't want to go to a doctor you know I never went to a doctor I never talked to a doctor I never talked to a psychiatrist I talked to anybody I just sort of tried to sort my own issues out and it was tough and uh, for you people listening I understand it's tough but there's a lot of people out there that uh, that want to help you and no matter what your issues are so it's uh whatever you want to call it shoulder to shoulder I think sounds pretty good to me but if you got a problem you got something that's uh, just not going right for you and you, you you're having bad thoughts about whatever uh, reach out to somebody. Talk to a veteran. Listen to them and, and let them try to help you. I mean, we're all in this together. And, and the same thing is uh, our Afghan allies. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff. We did a lot of stuff with them and and uh, we love each and every one of them. We fought with them for 20 years. We did a lot of stuff. And we know how, how much you're struggling now, but uh, we're here to help you. Uh, we're not just talking about it. Uh, we're going to do it. Uh, that's for sure. You're listening to Your Next Mission podcast with me, your host, Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of Army, and let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
3: This Your Next Mission podcast is made possible by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size, ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com.
1: Welcome back. I'm the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilley, and we're blessed to be here today with uh, two Army veterans, uh, Fatima and Jason. And I want all our listeners to reach out to me directly. Tell me, uh, you know, tell me about your transition. Uh, Tell me what topics you'd like for us to put on the podcast. You know, because, uh, you know, it's not about me. It's about you guys. What do you want on the podcast? And because I want to help. We want to help do everything that we can do. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134. And and I'll actually call you back or text you back. That may sound surprising, but I'll do that. Or send me an email at smatilly at uh, yournextmission.org. And and I'd I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Because again, it's not what you have. It's it's what you do with what you have and we're going to do all we can to help our uh, our veterans and families till the day certainly the day I die. Uh we're out there together. So let's let's go back to discussion. Can each one of you talk a little bit about the effects of a a 20-year war in Afghanistan and how our soldiers and their families are are dealing dealing with all those issues and how they feel about it. Uh Jason, we're going to start with you. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So that's a, that's a really great question. So, you know, my father was a uh, Marine. He was a Vietnam veteran and, uh, and he came home and like you, he didn't have a whole lot of folks to talk to. Um, he did stay in the military and I think that it was a, a real blessing that he did because those uh, his ability to to talk to, to other folks with those shared experiences was really important to his eventual healing. Um, I think now we're, we live in a, a society that's so fast paced that um, everybody forgets what's happened um, almost before it's even over. I mean, uh, Afghanistan is not in the news now. Uh, we just had a huge collapse there, and, and people are talking about so many other things. And yet, those those wounds have certainly not gone away. And so, you talk about two decades at war. You talk about two decades of soldiers at at, at various points in their careers that have experienced um, that combat, that uh, the loss of friendship. And I think for us, you know. Uh, a lot of us that suffer from, uh, you know, PTS type of issues, it's it's a loss based thing. We've all lost friends and wondered why it wasn't us uh, that was that was lost instead, and we have to continue to go on. Well, those wounds don't go away. And yeah. so you ask the question, what is the impact of 20 years? That there's, there's 20 years of scars in our society. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm not trying to change topic on you, but these are the folks that we're trying to help bring out of Afghanistan. Now are the folks that suffered along with us. And, and quite frankly, they suffered so that Americans here could be safer. Um, the enemy took us to fight in Afghanistan instead of bringing it over here. And so those folks were unsafe. For us, and so they've got those same issues, those same scars that we have, and I think that it's going to take a lot of healing, a lot of uh, collective effort, a lot of veterans organizations to come alongside of folks and help them process that and let them know that it's okay to be uh, to be broken and to seek healing.
1: Yeah, Jason, do you see a lot of people like that that are going through that right now? I mean, every day you run into a lot of veterans that are really struggling uh, with a, a lot of different kind of issues, I guess. Huh?
0: Yeah, I absolutely do. I, you know, I mean, you see, uh, you see, even in the news, the folks that uh, that stand up and, and uh, make a fuss, you know, that they, they uh, they've not made that fuss because they're in their completely right emotional, uh, you know, center. A lot of us have got issues, and the way that we deal with them uh, may or may not be, uh, you know, methods and 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 modes of relation that are acceptable in our society. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you talk about new normal with COVID and some of these other things. You look at the new normal in the military, the new normal in the military right now is there's a lot of broken senior people, uh, folks that have got issues that, that need some help that are suppressing that. And uh, sometimes they suppress it better than others.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it, I think you just hit on a great point. I think most senior people don't really <laughs> want to seek help because uh, they don't think they have a problem. Uh, you know, I, I, I here you go again, I was, Sergeant Major in the Army, I never seeked any help. I didn't want to talk about those issues, but I just sort of I learned to deal with it myself. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think sometimes uh, there's a large disconnect from the top and the bottom you know, and, and uh, again, most people that die in war is 18 to 24. So how do we how do we reach out to those young veterans and and family members that uh, that have those issues? So same question to you, Fadima, 20 years of war. Uh, you know, how, what, how do you think people are dealing with it now? Um, I
2: uh, the Mine's been a little bit longer than 20 years. Um, <laughs> that I've kind I'm of sure kept. it has. Yeah gathered my wits a little bit. Um, so my father uh, was killed by the Taliban uh, ambushed because he helped American uh, NGO members get to Pakistan and escape, uh, the, took him from their hostage situation and transport him to Pakistan to safety. Um, that's how actually we got our, uh, ref- that's why we were offered refugee status. I joined the military and joined the army, deployed and all that great stuff. Uh, I met my husband um, and became a gold star wife at 21 um and that was uh zach committed suicide on his fourth deployment to afghanistan with an eod unit and the f- the things that he was talking about is i'm sick of people watching people blow up um like they're just nothing and then oof, so then this awesome 20-year war my brother's deployed a bunch of time. After my deployment to, F- uh, to Iraq, he you know, was like, why is my sister in the military and I'm not? So he went um, full force. He's done a few deployments uh, as a military and then also as a contractor. Watching him deal with his trauma is like really just kind of brings a reality to me because I can block mine. You can pretend like yours doesn't exist. But if you see like your brother going through it, it's a little harder.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you know, there's, a, a, I didn't mean to interrupt, but there, there's a, yeah. a, you know, I, I tell people a long time when I was in Vietnam, I remember, I remember uh, I'd seen so many people get killed and I really got tough inside. Jason, you may be able to do that. And it's like, uh, it's like you have no feelings uh, when you go to war sometimes, but, but to lose a loved one, you you lost your husband in, in uh suicide prevent or suicide. And that's uh and, I, and if you don't want to answer this question, you don't have to. But how are you dealing with that? Are you going to some kind of counseling or somebody helping you with uh, with the issues that you have now?
2: Yes, um, I'm. Uh, there's very. I have a very amazing support system. I think this house is full of kids and uh, my mom, so I'm never alone. I'm always with people. Um, definitely going to counseling. If I don't go to counseling, I can't convince my brother to go to counseling. It's yeah. really hard to do that. Yeah. So I go and I'm like, Hey, this is an amazing program. You should do it. And it takes a lot of poking and prodding for him to, cause he does the same thing. He's like, no, it's whatever. But, um, he, doesn't think, it, he doesn't think
1: he has an issue or anything. Yes, or
2: No. I mean, initially he was like, yeah, I mean, something's happened, but everybody deals with it. I'm just going to deal with it. Um, to how it was, uh, cause we've all, both of my brothers are now the one that was in Afghanistan. Uh, he's been in Afghanistan for the past 10 years. Uh, he was trying to like start a solar energy company in Afghanistan um, that obviously didn't happen anymore. And then my brother, that's a veteran, when I first brought this up to him, I was like, hey, there's an organization that we can get connected with that can, you know, help, like we can do something about this. And he was so numb. He was just like, why do you even want to help people? What does it matter? They're just going to kill each other. They're going to come over here and kill us too. And I was the next day he came back and he was like, So is that organization legit? (laughs) Is it real? Can I be a part of it? And ever since the moment he was connected with Shane and with um, with Boone from Spartan Sword, he has been literally uh, on the ground, just. Just going. So and I know this is giving him a sense of purpose. And this is kind of how we deal with it. I was talking to another guy. Um, he's one of the other guys that Jason knows. He's a really amazing person who's lost a lot of families to um in Afghanistan. He's Afghan himself. He, He was an interpreter, he came over here, and he's also in this process of helping people. And him and I connected yesterday, and it was a like Just helping someone else kind of not have the same, not have to go through the same things that my mom had to go through, not have to see or hear about the things that other people that I know in my family have had to go through. Um, That makes a world of difference. Does does your family go
1: to counseling? I mean, your mother and, and brothers, you have a younger brother too, I don't know. um
2: my sister not everybody goes to college not everybody
1: okay okay it's a
2: lot of press it's taking my mom a lot of uh um she's an afghan woman who was grew up in like in war was married lost her husband came here lost her son I mean it's just so much loss she's just like she just doesn't trust anything does she speak English
1: does she speak English
2: she speaks English, but she speaks very broken English. Yeah. It's still just, uh, I tried to connect her with the, uh, daddy speaking counselor and she was like, you don't know these people. You don't know this. You don't know how hard <laughs> she like, doesn't trust know, people. Who's listen- yeah. She does not no. trust people. So, yeah. which is good. Cause I'm a very trusting person. So yeah. it's, uh, it- I guess it balances
1: out. I I know. I I think you have to be cautious about trusting people. I think, you know, especially in today's society, you know, I was going to ask you something else, but Jason, I'm going to go back to you real quick. Jason, do you have post-traumatic stress? I mean, you sort of bounced around the bubble there a little bit. Do you, you suffer from uh, from PTSD? And, and if you do uh, talk a little bit of how you're dealing with the, your issues, I guess, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah. So I think, um, I think that we all have it to a degree. uh, My, I have some, uh, some issues around losing some very good friends of mine. Um, And so I have, I have gone in and and sought some counseling. Um, It's, it's something that uh, was affecting my marriage. Um, And so, you know, at the behest of my wife and and for the betterment of my, uh, my family, uh, I did go and seek some, some help. Um, I I think it's, it, it is a, a huge issue that, that folks, um, I think on the one hand, uh, there's a lot of, uh, over dramatization, uh, you know, everything trauma is a buzzword now. Everybody yeah, has trauma. Yeah. Everybody's got trauma from COVID. Um, it's, a, it's, a, I think a little bit different when you get your friends brains on your pants and when you have to wear a mask to school, I think those are two different situations. Absolutely. And, and so I, I, I would be cautious about, um, you know, over emphasizing societal PTSD. But then I, at the same time, I would want to make sure that I was, um, I was erring on the side of ensuring that it is not a problem um, that we overlook, right, that we don't address. So uh, trying not to skirt around the issue, I think that we need to be very, very nuanced and, and have a, a very uh, intelligent approach to it.
1: Uh, you, know, you know, the other thing is everybody deals with different issues there. I, you know, when you just you talked about uh, you know uh, brains your past or whatever it was I remember uh, uh, picking up body parts uh, of a friend of mine in uh, Vietnam broke my heart uh, and and you again you can't get away from that it's it's there it's reality it's things that happen to you and your life will never change I'm I'm certainly probably a lot older I'm probably your dad's age uh, you know I'm I'm getting up there a little bit and uh, and that was when I was I was 18 19 20 years old and so you're talking about 30 40 years ago and I still can't shake it and so again, for the people that are listening, this is this is about helping veterans. It's uh, it's about shoulder to shoulder. It's about making sure that we each help each other out each and every day. And just don't just don't talk about helping care or taking care of each other. Do something to take care of people because uh, they need help. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs somebody to help them. So uh, just just don't think that you're alone because you're not. You mentioned that you, uh, Fatima, you, you mentioned you work with, uh, you know, Shona by Shona, Hopefully I'm saying and the Spartan Sword Organization. Uh, and these are some platforms that are really uh, very successful about addressing a lot of issues for our veterans and our first responders. Can, again, for our audience, can you talk a little bit more about that, uh, about how that system works or, you know, what, the, what I, I know you have to take a oath uh, because I watched the video and stuff. So can you talk a little bit about that? And what you missed, Jason's going to jump in there and help us out here. Go ahead.
2: Um, with Spartan Sword, we have to take an oath. I haven't taken my oath yet. Oh, uh, um, why not? Why
1: haven't you taken your oath?
2: <laughs> I haven't met them in person yet. Yeah, you gotta take this your oath. All, we're meeting, I think, in uh, New York, so I feel like that's probably gonna happen. Okay. But uh so Spartan Sword is very much also um helping our allies as well because they also have so many different people. And those are also veterans that also deployed to Afghanistan. Um so they're all they have a they have a very uh they have a definitely a hand in helping our allies, which is another thing that we wanna talk about is helping our veterans is helping our allies. Mm-hmm. So in order to, this, is, this isn't this is just a, okay, what are we gonna do for the veterans? Are we gonna put like a little show on? Okay, come over here for a concert for an hour. We're gonna spend thousands of dollars. Like, no, hey, instead of spending those thousands of dollars, can we take that and save this family that then that veteran can come connect with and then watch like that beautiful friendship grow and really be there for them and really feel like that is their next mission because that is a lot of people, a lot of people do want that deeper connection with those families that they were with or with these allies. I don't know, the amount of people that I've heard amazing, say such amazing things about Afghanistan in the time that I've been veteran, in the time that I was in the military is more than I hear Afghans talking about it. Um, all I hear is these Afghans are so amazing. They're so good hearted and they go through all these things and I wish they could just be here to work on this or I wish there's a way for us to bring him over here. This is an opportunity to do that. This is an opportunity for us to help these families that are in need, these allies that have been abandoned. Um, a thousand percent, we'll call the administration out on that. These people have been abandoned. My family was abandoned. My family is abandoned outside of the airport. My SIV uncle was Everybody knew about him, but nobody reached out to even step outside the gate to go get him and his six kids and his wife and all that stuff. So this is where all of these veterans are stepping up. And if you want, if you're a veteran, you want to do something about this, you want to talk about it, and be about it, and reach out to us. And if you can sp- uh, spread the word, then do that. If you can find some donorship for us, instead of like I said, instead of us spending twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars on an event, let's take that and save 20 families let's save 30 families and bring them here so we can save another 30 veterans that can reach out to these families and build that connection once again because it is hard to go from PTSD from wearing a mask to going back and saying yes I had to pick up brain matter and mac a freaking chili mac and I didn't know what the difference was so I'm sitting there like this is inhumane to deal with but anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I again, I can only imagine. I mean, I've seen a, a lot in my life, and I've seen stuff I don't want to ever see and again. Jason, you want to add anything to that? Uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And so I would
0: just say that that there's um, the Fatina's point about uh veterans coming alongside these afghan refugees is is really very valid and and we've got a program so we call it integration instead of resettlement because Mm -hmm. we don't want to just bring over refugees and resettle them we want to bring over refugees and turn them into american citizens and let them live lives like ours right let let them let them be integrated into our society um there's a lot of research that's been done and i won't go academic on you but uh that the, the trauma of combat and war changes entire societies. Absolutely. And so we've got a lot of work to do, um, not just for our own veterans here, but these refugees that are coming. And it's actually the, the great thing about it is that we can treat them with the dignity that we want to treat our veterans and the, the dignity that, that veterans know they should be treated with and we can help them through what we call dissimilar community, right? Different ethnic or religious backgrounds, but shared experiences that allow you to come on and have that communion between you that forms that bond. And that bond is is both a purpose for the veteran and a purpose for the refugee. Um, And in that bond, they can experience hardship together and get through it uh, on the other side, not be delivered from it, but to be delivered through those experiences. So I I think it's a really meaningful way um, for for veterans and refugees to help each other um, as they go through these really hard times.
1: Yeah, you got to help each other out. Veteran helping veteran. That's the key to success. Shoulder to shoulder. I love that saying. You know we're heading into our final segment with you today, and uh, I've really enjoyed our discussion. I just have just uh, really a few more questions. I hope you like this. How can we help our community veterans or you know veterans in our communities? How can we help them? Is there Fatima Jason? How do we how do we get out there and help our veterans or help your organizations? Is there a website or something? Call or
0: yeah. So uh, we we both have got websites. So uh, shonabashona.net. Is uh, is where you can go, and we've got a take action button where you can connect with us. Um, we're willing to take volunteers that want to do good work uh, to help reach out and communicate with families downrange. What we really need right now is sponsorship as well, right? People that are actually willing to put their financial well being um, to work to help these these other folks, and 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 it's really. The the, uh, the only uh, potential negative is that if the, the refugee receives benefits that they're not entitled to, there will be a recoupment and the government might ask you to pay. Nobody's ever actually had to pay, but but people are not giving away their, their lives to do this. They're just saying to the government, hey, we've got the well-being, the, the financial wherewithal to support these folks with that sponsorship, you can bring them over. And now you've got folks that you're helping. Um, if we had, you know, 10,000, 15,000 veterans across the United States, reach out and say our is willing to support that's 10 or 15,000 Afghan families uh, that, that we can help out uh, remove from that situation in Afghanistan and give them a better life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason, are you getting a lot of sponsorship? You get a lot of people come on the line to help you out there. Uh, so your, we are working doing.
0: through some local community churches and that sort of thing but but uh, quite frankly I think that uh, the fear of what might happen if people put their own finances on the line is is uh, keeping some folks away. We definitely need way more sponsorship. We are getting a lot of support from the veteran community for what we're doing. I I think we still need more support in the information realm. People are forgetting about this and we as vets especially should not forget. um, You know, remembering is is a key thing for us as, as obviously we're coming up on Veterans Day. Uh, it is it's something that we do. We, we keep that remembrance and, and we celebrate those uh, because it's important to us and, and who we are, our identity. And so I would ask for everybody to to help get the word out and help them to remember what's going on in Afghanistan so that we can we can give those folks dignity and save them.
1: Yeah, the, the key to success there, I think, is just don't forget. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you just said it a few, one of you said it a few minutes ago about, about the fact that if it's not in front of your face and people aren't talking about it, it's not on the news anymore, we have a tendency to, you know, we got short-term memories. We just start to forget about stuff like that. Don't, don't allow yourself to forget. That's something that uh, we need to continue to do for as long as we can. Fatima, you want to add anything to that?
2: Um, Yeah, so uh kind of going off the Spartan sword is also um, – they're first helping first responders as well as veterans, and this mm-hmm. is uh, since 2011. This is there's since since 9/11. Hmm. Um, this has definitely been affecting the entire the entirety of the United States as well as the, the rest of the world. But a way for us to get uh, reach out to veterans is you can donate to Spartan Sword. You can reach out to Spartan Sword. You can also reach out to Shona Bashona. You can sponsor a family. This is like. I know so many veterans that have talked about this so much. And I know if you were listening to this and you've talked about this, I wish I could help a family out. I wish, oh, I could totally bring them over here. I could show them all these things. This is the time you can do this. Like, we're not asking you to be excessively well off. We're just asking you to, hey, take a chance on this family. Give them an opportunity at life. These people fought alongside us. And just do the good thing. Do the good thing. Do the best human thing you can in every religion everywhere it says to love one other one another follow like the american values is to help people in need if nobody helped me i wouldn't be here i wouldn't have been able to serve i wouldn't have had to go all through this and if i've ever had an impact in anyone's life i hope it was a positive one and you know, this could be the same impact that you could have for another family
1: how much is a uh talking about sponsors? So if I want to sponsor a family, can you give me an idea? Either one of you give me an idea how much that would cost. I mean, what's a what's a realm of cost, you know, a couple thousand, fifteen hundred or whatever? Uh, any idea, so Jason? I, 15, I don't know. I, well,
0: so it depends on how much sponsorship you're willing to put forward. Simply putting your name on the line and sponsoring is enough to get them, um, access to the immigration forms that they need. Um, it's going to probably be about $3,500 per family to, to file all of that. Um, we've got a lot of organizations that will give money and time, but just giving your, uh, your sponsorship is free. Um, if you want to sponsor more, you know, $3,500 for the immigration paperwork. If you want to go one step further, you can fly them from, you know, their their safe haven to the United States and, and bring them into their home, your home and provide a place for them that the amount that you could give them is unlimited, really. Um, but the amount that you have to give is just a
1: pledge of your faith. Yeah, there you go. Well, look here, uh, uh, any final thoughts you guys want to share with the audience? I mean, we're getting ready to wrap it up here a little bit. Any Fatima, anything you want to share with the audience before we sort of wrap it up?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um- feel your feelings really and like you said it's okay to cry it's okay to really let your emotions go through this has been a really traumatic time for a lot of us um the majority of us so if you do need help reach out uh if you feel like everything's being becoming really overwhelming like reach out and help out find your next mission find your next purpose like you said we're we're, we don't get to choose it sometimes and if this your next mission is to help a veteran if your next mission is to help better yourself then reach out as well um mental health is definitely needs to be talked about especially amongst veterans i think this is going to be a a very long-term issue that we're going to have to deal with and we really need to get the reins on it now Um, so reach out if you need help
1: yeah absolutely jason any final thoughts
0: Hey, I would just thank you, Sergeant Major, for everything that you're doing to help veterans. I think this is fantastic, and I love that veterans help veterans. I would say that I would like to see more support for veterans from the non-veteran community. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that say thank you for your service, and I would I would love to see them actually put that into action and, and help some vets and, and help some uh, some Afghans at this point
1: you know, that's an interesting point. One of the things I think we need to do as a veteran community is educate the people that are non-veterans a lot more. You know, I, I work with a lot of people that, that haven't served, but, but most of them, because maybe because they're around me or I'm around them, one or the other. But I try to tell them as much as I can about the military, about my life, about things that went on over my life, uh, how things happened, how I suffered. Uh, and, and I, and I want to say they're always responsive and they're always uh, very professional about that. But we got to do more about educating our country about uh, the kind of things that go on. Uh, we we need to be a voice together. Uh, you know, there's different organizations that you know that that get out there and say as much as they can. But but we need to pull together. Just like this podcast, you know, my dream in this podcast is to have a couple hundred thousand listen to us. You know, that's that's probably never going to happen. But that's my dream. <laughs> but but the reason why is because I want to be a voice. We want to be a voice about what our veterans issues. And and you're not going to ignore me. Uh, we're not going to ignore us uh, because we're going to do something uh, to help as many veterans as we can. So, you know, so uh, I'm here for you. Uh, we'll do all that we can uh, to help you as much as we can anytime. So, well, uh, you know, guys, I, I really uh, thank you for, you know, listening to, uh, to us today, uh, Fatima and Jason, I can't thank you enough. I mean, I just thank you so much. You, you know, you're the kind of people that just don't talk about taking care of somebody. They're, you're doing it, you know, so God bless you for what you're doing. I'm Jack Altilli, 12th Sergeant Major in the Army. And you're listening to your next mission podcast. And, and thank you for listening today. If you haven't got anything out of this podcast, there's something wrong with you. Because they care. You should care. We should care about the kind of sacrifices that goes on each and every day and we don't know anything about it. Uh, Please visit us on our website, yournextmission.org, and and leave me a review. Hopefully it's a good review. I always like good people talking about me, and if you got to put a bad review on there, maybe you shouldn't do it. But if you do, go ahead. You can also visit our partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. Also, please visit our corporate partners and see all the jobs that are available for you. Please know we want to do all we can to assist you each and every day. Please follow us on uh, my personal social media channels. I never thought I'd ever say that. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I almost couldn't get that one out. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube and LinkedIn. Uh, and again, I want to thanks to Fatima and Jason for, for being on the show with us today. It was uh, great having you on the podcast. And again, I can't I can't thank you enough.
2: Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Sergeant Major.
1: Don't, now, don't Thanks forget, so for uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, please leave me a message or or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or, or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. And I always want to end each podcast with a little story about me and my experiences in the Army. And, and I love talking about myself. You know that, uh, all you guys are listening. But, but, I, but I wrote some things down here today that I just want to talk to you a little bit about. You know, coming back from Vietnam, uh, this is years ago, and, and Jason, your dad can certainly identify that. But I felt, I felt like nobody really cared, and I think that's where we're at today. People think that you, uh, you just don't care, uh, and and I also tell you, again, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but but I really never thought I ever ever fit in, and and I, I just think it's a shame. We need to talk to each other. We need to make sure that veterans are are listening to the veterans and we're talking about the things that uh, that are important, not just to, to me, but all of us. It's about our lives, it's about our families, it's about our way of life, it's about changing this country to believe in us. We got a great country and uh, we do a lot of great things each and every day, but but we, we have fought a war for you. You know what, when I raised my hand, I said, I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And you know what that means? That means I'm willing to die for your freedoms. I'm willing to die. I'm willing to give my life up so each and every one of you can be free. Remember that. Also, there's one last thing I want to tell you. Most of the people that go to war are 18 to 24 that die. Now think about that. We lose a generation of young adults in war. My generation, your generation. Remember, we're all in this together. It's veteran helping veteran, shoulder to shoulder, and I, I just can't, I just can't let you forget about it. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks to Cloudcast Media, and of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We, uh, we appreciate all you do for our veterans. As always, see you on the high ground. hoo
3: You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.
0: Cloudcast Media.